think it's useful to find ways to work for positive change that utilize your specific, unique skills and talents and interests. Welcome back to another episode of your favorite creativity and wellness-focused podcast, Never Wear Boring Socks. Today, we're zoning in on creativity and specifically how we can practice creativity in ways that can create positive change. But before we dive into that, what socks are you wearing today, Anna? I'm so glad you asked, Maria. I am wearing a pair of socks that are kind of like ankle height and they're green and kind of tan. They have a little leaves on them and they say plants get me. Cute. And I picked these socks because I recently just bought some plants to put in my dorm room to add some greenery, some signs of life. Um, oh, that's so nice. I love plants yeah, as decor. Yeah. So I'm kind of just like into little planty like things right now to liven up spaces. Cool. So I figured I'd wear my plant socks. Yeah. Very cool. What about you, Maria? Well, before I tell you what socks I'm wearing, that reminds me of this plant that I have on my desk that I'm looking at right now that I just noticed the other day is like really sad and yellow looking. So I'm a little bit concerned about it. Um, we'll have to, I'll have to figure out what's going on with that and let you know. Because <laughs> I do like having plants in my room also. Yes. keep. Me and I'm also it. wearing plant related socks. Oh, that's exciting. My socks have pineapples on them. They're navy and they have kind of different colored pineapples on them. And I picked these socks because I feel like my mood recently has been very, like, up and down a lot, which I think has to do with, like, lots of transitions and new things happening right now. So I'll be, like, really excited about something and then really stressed about something. And I felt like I needed a little bit of a boost from some happy, colorful pineapples. To try to keep me in that more positive space. Pineapples will do the trick. I know. That's, that's my hope anyway. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. So this week we're talking about creativity as a force for positive change which is, I would say, a pretty complex topic. Um, Definitely. But I'm really excited to talk about it with you. And I guess I was just wondering, before we get into all the details on creating things that can be a force for good, what would you say the crossover is with wellness, Maria, before we get into this? This makes me think of a couple different things that have to do with wellness. First, 
we've talked a lot about how we view wellness as more of a holistic thing. We're more interested in holistic wellness than just treating a symptom by itself. And I think if we apply that on a larger scale, we're thinking about wellness not only as an individual issue for each person, but it's also a community issue. Like, what is the health and the wellness of the community the on whatever level you're looking? So I think using creativity in such a way that promotes positive change in your community is a way to promote wellness kind of on a more macro level. Sure. Yeah, I like that. And then the other thing that I think about in terms of creativity and wellness in this area is that I think it's useful to find ways to work for positive change that utilize your specific, unique skills and talents and interests. Because this is something I've been thinking about a lot, because like a lot of people... I think a lot of people who are probably listening to Never Wear Boring Socks, I am kind of an idealist. I want the world to be an amazing place for everybody to live in and equal opportunity for everybody. And I, there's a lot of actions that we can take. I've been like going to the marches and voting and donating to causes. And I think all those things are great and they're important. But I also think that it's nice to, in addition to those things, find ways to use your particular skill set and passions to do something good in the world because it's more, it's more exciting and energizing and inspiring and it's less draining, which I think makes it more sustainable in the end and more just interesting. Yeah, yeah, I really like what you're saying about that, especially because I think... A lot of times as individuals, we think that we don't have a lot of power when it comes to certain causes that we're interested in and that we don't have a lot of power in the grand scheme of things with making positive change in in large issues or even small issues, just depending on what you're focusing on. And I think honing in on our own skill sets and our own strengths is a way to really make that a more personalized experience and like you said make it more exciting for you and i think the more you can be passionate about it and involved in it then the more of an impact you're going to have and when you're focusing on your own skills that's something that other people can't necessarily bring to the table whereas if you're just going to a protest or something like that which is so important and really great but that's very much a collective thing, and I think the collective things are just as important as the individual things. But I think focusing on our creativity in forces for change can allow us to really add like our own unique voices and empower us in a different sort of way. Yeah, and I think even in the collective things, like can you draw and or paint a really beautiful sign to bring to the march right. that you're going to can you bring a song to share something like that or can you write about it and share that with 
your community. For sure. And I think it just allows us to have different perspectives on things. It allows us to look at issues in different ways when we're using our creativity as kind of a lens through which to look at issues that we want to have an impact on. Yeah. And I guess I'm not sure if I like totally answered your question before on how this relates to wellness, but I think it really has a lot to do with what I mentioned of kind of the energizing versus draining thing. Because right. I think if we just do things because we like feel like we have to, then it's going to drain our energy and we're going to burn out. So I think it's important to balance that with things that feel inspiring and exciting to us. I completely agree with that. Yeah. I think that's something really important to think about, especially when what we're living through right now, it can like the news and things like that can get really depressing. And sometimes Mm -hmm. we just feel really helpless or hopeless and don't even want to make the effort to go to the things that we feel like we should go to because we're not even sure if it's going to help at this point or it's one more thing we have to do and things are just so terrible. But I think utilizing creativity is a way to remind ourselves that there's always forces for good that we can be contributing to. And especially that I think it helps us get back into that more positive mindset and get us more excited about what we're what we're choosing to to contribute to. Yeah. Well, this also reminds me of, you know, like when you have a teacher in school who's really excited about some topic that you like don't care anything about, but it's like kind of almost exciting because they're so into it. They have such a creative way of presenting it versus a class that you're excited about because of the subject material. But the teacher presents it in such a boring, uninspired way that you just don't care about it anymore. So I think the more we can really like get into the things that excite us and the things that we're passionate about, the more we can inspire other people to do the things they're passionate about and take action in the world. Yeah. I think what comes down to is that it's not just about what, like the messages that we're sending, but especially how we're sending them and the mediums Mm -hmm. that we're using in order to, to portray those various viewpoints. And I think that can make all the difference sometimes. Yeah. Well, this reminds me of that quote by Maya Angelou. That's like, it's not, well, people will forget what you said. They'll forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Yeah. Which I think is something useful to remember when you're thinking about kind of what creative output you're putting out and you're considering what impact it's going to have to think about how it's going to make people feel when they receive it. For sure. Yeah. So this is, I feel like a one thing that we really need to discuss when talking about using creativity as kind of a force for change or a force for force for good is that people who I I think a lot of self-identified creatives, quote unquote, would probably agree that they have a certain degree of responsibility when creating art that they're going to share. And I think that is really intertwined with this idea of creating positive change. I mean, because if we have a certain degree of responsibility to transmit things that we're proud of and that we can get behind, 
we always really have to be thinking about that when we're going to create things that we're sharing. And I think that plays right into the discussion of using creativity as a force for positive change because we're always having to kind of think about that responsibility that we have, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it does. I think we do have a lot of responsibility as creatives, as anybody who's creating something and putting out into the world and sharing it with other people. I am really interested in the topic of kind of responsibility in media. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're surrounded by content of all kinds, art and writing and blog posts and Instagram posts and photography, whatever. And I think it's we've talked about this a little bit before on the podcast, but I think it's really important to consider how that how whatever you're putting out is going to affect the people that it comes into contact with and to consider your intention behind creating it and sharing it might be different than the impact it actually has on somebody and think about like how might people interpret this and especially people coming from different backgrounds than me what might they feel when they see this yeah i'm really glad you brought that up the whole discrepancy between intention and impact i think that's what makes this issue so difficult is that you i mean the the question is how do we decide what our responsibilities are as creators and how far is that responsibility going to reach how many people are we going to reach Because I think when we create something, we never know how many people it's going to affect and we never know the impact that it's going to create. And so sometimes you just can't completely make sure that what you're putting out there is going to be completely well-received. I mean, that's not ever really going to be the case, but I think... It's probably impossible. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) But I think what it requires, this question of responsibility, I think what it begs us to do is to be I think it comes back to the idea of mindfulness and being mindful Mm -hmm. about what you're creating and what you're putting out there and maybe the first draft of what you create is just all your first visions and it's it's a pretty good first draft of what you're confident with but then you go back and look at the art piece that you did or or the writing that you did and you think If you really comb it over, you might think, okay, maybe this is not exactly what I want to be sharing. And sometimes that is like really hard to pick up on. So I think it's important not just to be mindful about your own work, but having others look over what you've created before you share it, I think is really important just to get outside opinions because sometimes it's hard to recognize things in our own art when we're so involved in that for a long time. Yeah. And I think like we don't want to definitely don't want to get too bogged down in oh like I can't share this with right, anybody or post right. it anywhere until I've shown it to three people and gotten their approval. But I definitely agree with you like if there's something in there that maybe you're not sure is appropriate to put all over the internet in case it did get that far, maybe check with some people that you trust and see what they think. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I think yeah, th- this topic is just really complex. Like, because, like you were saying, you don't want to just like triple check everything you post or create because that's a lot of like, if you had to review your Instagram posts with everyone before you posted it, you would have no time in your life to do anything else. Right. <laughs> so, right. 
I think it's a difficult question. And I think also you have to kind of measure what you think, like how many people you think you're going to reach. I mean, something that's going to reach less people or is maybe a little more superficial than something else you're going to put out there. You can be a little more, I don't know what word I'm looking for, um, a little less diligent about. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just, I think it's always just hard to kind of like draw that line. I think what it comes down to, though, is just having it in the back of your head that what you're sharing with the world is going to have an impact on other people and you need to make sure that you're proud of and okay with what you're putting out there. Yeah. And I think the other piece of this is being ready to discuss with Mm. people who might not agree with you, because I think like we mentioned earlier, you can't like, if you're creating something that has some sort of, message in it especially if it has like some political tinges to it or is like overtly political or um something that some people might disagree with i don't think that means you shouldn't share it but i think you need to be ready to discuss it in a thoughtful way i think a lot of it depends on like how you respond to people who react to your work And even if you shared something that then like later you're like, ooh, I'm not really sure about that. Maybe that wasn't the right thing to post. Like maybe apologize. Yeah. Just own it. Right. No, I think the response part is really interesting, too, especially because now since we're so connected to people on social media in a way that past artists weren't, that we can always be in communication with the people who are receiving our art, which is both kind of daunting and also really exciting. Um, But I think it does give you an opportunity to have important discussions with other people. And if someone brings something up about your piece of art that you're not, that they're not happy with or they find offensive, then I think you have a responsibility to address that concern. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and really hear what they're trying to say and hear how they felt when they saw it. Because I think as a general community of humans, we need more thoughtful, open discussion. Probably especially with people we disagree with, because there's not very much of that. Yeah. I think it really comes down to empathy, too. And I think... think creating things is a really good way to practice empathy um especially when you're creating something that like when you're creating something that you know you're going to share with other people i think it's really important but also exciting to think about how other people are going to interpret it and that really forces you to kind of get out of your own brain and what you think about it and think about how people from different backgrounds than you are going to receive the thing that you've created or interact with it Um, And I think empathy is something that is crucial to having important and thoughtful discussions, because if we can't empathize with the person that we're talking to, then we're not really going to be able to have an effective conversation. Yeah, I agree. And so I think I think creating things and sharing them as much as it can be tricky if it's got political messages in it can be 
difficult and complex and you're going to have to respond to people that disagree with you. I think it is kind of a really exciting opportunity to have to curate empathy within your community. And that in and of itself is a way to create positive change, not just with the art that you're making, but the response that you have to that art and the com- the the conversations that you have as a result of it. I think is mm-hmm. another just like byproduct of what you can do with things that you create. Yeah. Well, and I also think like I feel like we've been talking more about the content of what you're sharing, like what actual messages are in there, what kind of ideas and opinions are you sharing within your work. But I think there's a lot of other aspects to this conversation of using creativity as a force for positive change that may not even have to do with that as much. But so I've been thinking a lot about like creative business and sort of how I can because I'm building a an art business at the moment. That's what some of the things that I'm working on. So one of the things I've been thinking about is like what choices can I make in my business regardless of the actual drawings that I'm drawing that is going to reflect my values. If that makes sense. So like who am I supporting if I have to buy supplies for my business? Who will I hire if I eventually hire people for this? Sort of questions like that. Yeah, that's really interesting. Can you can you talk more about that? I mean, I don't have a lot of experience. Yeah. I so just I mean a lot of what I've been focusing on recently is like the content, especially since I've been writing mm-hmm. a lot more, thinking about like what kinds of messages and themes I want to be portraying. And that's kind of what's on my mind. But I think this idea of a creative business and how we're using the money that we're making and spending is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely kind of the end that I've been thinking about more recently, because that's something that I'm really focusing on yeah. right now is kind of what direction I want to go with my business and how I want to grow it in the near future and kind of yeah what I want to focus on. So. I mean, for one example, my business is focused on print items, so I've thought about which who do I want to do the printing? Do I want to buy a printer and print them myself? Do I want to have somebody print them online? There's lots of options or have a local print shop do it. And what I ended up doing is I get them printed at a local cooperatively owned print shop, um, which I think is a really cool model, the co-op model to begin with. And then they also... They're pretty environmentally conscious as well, which I like. So I just think it's good to consider all those things when you're thinking about different aspects of how you're using your creativity. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, I actually, right before you said it, I was just thinking about that idea of an environmental impact that what you create Mm -hmm. might be having, because I think... We usually associate that with, like, how much trash are you making on a day-to-day basis and, like, how much water are you using and things like that. And But I don't know if we always think about it, like, when we're creating things, but that can yeah. also have an impact. And I think that's really important to think about, too, what kind of environmental impact you're having with 
the products you're using to create what you're making, the different places that you're going to in order to get products or for you to print products. I think, yeah, I think that issue is just super fascinating. Yeah. Well, and like I said, one of the reasons I kind of chose to partner with this local business is because they do consider environmental issues and like all their paper is at least partly recycled. Um, but then I have also asked them questions like which paper has more recycled content. And there's probably way more questions I could ask them too. That's kind of where I've started. That's kind of an easier question to get started with, but asking them questions and trying to figure out what, what paper options are most in line with my values. And often they're more expensive. Yeah. So that's a choice that I have to make about how I want to spend my money. And that means that I have a smaller profit margin because I don't want to charge a ton more just because I'm printing on 100% recycled paper because, like, you can... I don't want to sell ridiculously expensive greeting cards. <laughs> yeah. But that's something that's important to me. No, that I mean, that's so tough. I think all of these things that we have to consider are are really important. I mean, if you're trying to make a profit, but you're trying to do things environmentally friendly, but you're also trying to be economical and... But you're also trying to support local businesses because you're a local business and you want other people right. to support yours. I mean, it's really it's really tough. It's a lot of things that you should be considering. And I don't know. I don't necessarily know if there's a right way to do it um, because everyone's I don't think there. Yeah. Is. I mean, everyone's case is so individual with that and how much how many funds they have to spend on certain things and the kind of impact that they're having right away and the kind of projected impact that they might have. And I just. It just brings up, again, the idea that I think we just need to... I think what's most important is being considerate and mindful about these things. And really, I think it also kind of comes down to this idea of like self-knowledge that we've been talking about a lot and getting to know mm -hmm. what your own values are and what is most important to you and how you're going to kind of live up to your own standards when you're making things. Right. And I think having a good idea of what your core values are can kind of be a compass to help guide you and what direction do you want to send your creative energy and work in ways that will have a positive impact. Like, do you want to build community around the things that you're creating because community is one of your values? Do you want to uplift people because inspiration is one of your values or something like that right yeah and i think something that can help with this too is like talking to other creators that you know and and learning what has worked for them and what kind of things make them most fulfilled in in working for positive change and kind of what has worked for them and i think the more we do that too the more we build communities and i think communities are what make create I, I think community is one thing that makes creativity thrive and it it makes mm -hmm. it it helps a lot of things work it does <laughs> just joining together and getting to know the people who are who are around you and and i think that can be a really exciting thing in continuing this conversation with other people that you know are creating things and having these similar kind of thoughts and considerations yeah. And I think there's also all sorts of interesting things you can implement as a business just because there's money involved 
like I said earlier, you if you're hiring people, consider like what your hiring process is like. Are there any ways that you could make hiring more make your hiring process have more equal opportunity for everybody? Make it more accessible to people. Um do you want to donate a percentage of your proceeds to some organization that you care about or do you want to partner with an organization in a way that would be helpful to them and so something i run into a lot is like feeling like as a very small business at this point i'm like oh like i'm not making as much impact as i would like to i can't do as much with my creativity as i want to but but i I am trying to like think about the small decisions that I'm making, like where am I getting stuff printed and what kind of packaging am I using and how is my artwork making people feel and those sorts of things. Yeah. Can we get into that idea a little more too? that that idea of how your art makes others feel? Because I think that is really connected to to this idea that we're talking about. I, I think that's kind of like one one thing that this comes down to is I think a way to create positive change is just like uplifting other people. And that's the feelings that you can kind of generate with your art. And I think sometimes we kind of get bogged down and like, like we were talking about before, like certain political messages we want to be sending out. But at the end of the day, if you can just make someone have a better day because of the art you created, like that is a positive change. Yeah, I agree. This kind of reminds me of one time I asked Gabby Bernstein a question. She's like a famous kind of spiritual self-help author, teacher person. And her response, I don't even remember what the question was. It's not very important, but her response was like the most impactful spiritual work you can do is to bring joy to people. And I thought that was really interesting and like made me think about how I go about my day in a new way. And I don't think it always has to be joy either. I think joy is a really powerful emotion and there's a lot of ways we can use our art or create art in a way that does evoke joy. And I also think we can create art that evokes other feelings too. And one of the things I love about art and creative work is its ability to evoke feelings. That's one of the things that I find the most fascinating and powerful about it. Yeah, for sure. And I think going back to this idea of community that we were just talking about, I think one feeling that you can convey with your art is is welcoming other people or accepting other people. Or sending messages of of love or that you are connecting with someone else. That's another way to generate that sense of community, which we were just discussing how important that is. And that's just with how you made someone feel. And I think that's so mm. powerful. Yeah, because I really believe that our feelings impact our actions. Right. I mean, we can all relate to that, right? If you're feeling inspired and joyful and friendly you're definitely more likely to help somebody if you see somebody that like obviously needs something that you could give them versus if you're feeling like really down and grumpy 
you're probably not very willing to offer your services or time to other people. Yeah. And I think that kind of goes to the idea of when we are creating, we should also be channeling the feelings that we want to transmit. Because I think when we come at some a project as creators with a sense of joy or with a sense of, of welcomeness, I don't even know if that's a word. Now it is. <laughs> or, or a sense of love. I think that's automatically going to transfer to other people. I think kind of sometimes the best works of art are just things that people have enjoyed working on so much that the end result, even though it might not have been intended to have this immensely empowering or, or connecting impact, it has that impact just because of all the love that's been put into it by the creator. Mm-hmm. And I think that automatically is going to, be transmitted to the people that interact with that piece of art yeah because i think they can feel it. right i think they can feel what went into it for sure yeah no i think this idea is so fascinating i because what we were talking about this idea of responsibility and as much as we can get into that and think oh i really need to be thinking about what i'm putting out there and what kind of messages i'm sending Sometimes it's as simple as I want to create this thing because it excites me and it makes me happy and I'm going to put a lot of love into that. And sometimes that's the best kind of remedy or cure that someone else needs to interact with, which I think is really exciting. And it's so interesting. Yeah, I agree. And one thing that or one kind of method that we might perhaps use to kind of blend these two things together is create the things that really do bring you a lot of joy and get you really excited and passionate about what you're creating. And then just before you share it with other people, check in and say, is the way that I'm presenting this a good way to present it? Yeah, for sure. This is just making me think of um, a quote that, oh, I forget who the quote is from. We'll share it in the show notes. But um, I, and I was talking to this, I was talking to my friends about this last night, too, um, but the quote is, don't ask yourself what you can do for the world. Ask yourself what makes you come alive and then do that because what the world needs is more people who have come alive. And I think that just, like, connects so well to this idea. Um, Sometimes we're so focused on what impact we want to be having and how we're going to make that impact. But I think if we can really mobilize ourselves to do things that we're excited about and generate joy into the things that we're creating that's going to have a ripple effect and it's gonna Mm -hmm. it's gonna have huge impacts on other people and i think creating things is one great way to kind of have that as a a transmitter of sorts but yeah that's that's just like what this comes kind of comes down to for me is creating things that you love so it can can have impacts on other people i think is just such a good way to create positive change and it's a really good way to create positive change in our own lives even Mm -hmm. yeah i agree so i'm wondering if you maybe have any examples of times where you've seen creative work having a positive 
impact in your life or in your community or anything? Sure. Yeah. Let's see. I need to think about that for a moment. I know I kind of sprung that question <laughs> on you out of the blue. <laughs> one thing, well, one thing that's like kind of a well-known thing that I think of right off the bat is um like the pink hats that people wore at the women's marches mm-hmm. in 2017. Um Yeah. And there was some debate about that regarding how accessible those were to all women and how women identified. But I think what was interesting about those is that some woman decided to make this knitting pattern and she made her own hat. And then that just kind of spread and made, and it was like this really empowering thing within this already exciting political movement that was going on. But it was a piece of art that Mm -hmm. really connected people. That's like the first thing that comes to mind for me. Um, But I feel like that's an interesting example of, of something like that. Um, but another thing that I can think of is, in my own life, would probably be music. Um, and I think, well, just my senior year, um, I did, I played like a, a saxophone quartet piece with, with three other um, guys from my school. And it was really fun for us to play. It was like a really cool contemporary piece. It was kind of like funky and jazzy and mm-hmm. it was really fun to play and we just got a lot of reception as a result of that um because we were putting so much energy and joy into it that we got a lot of a lot of people to feel that way as well which i thought was really cool cool yeah do you have any examples maria <laughs> can i answer my own question <laughs> <laughs> let's see so the first thing that's coming to mind is like books and movies that kind of help to build empathy that get you in somebody else's shoes so one particular book that i'm thinking of right now is americana i don't really know how to pronounce the author's name chimamanda probably not saying that, that book correctly. is sitting on my bookshelf in my dorm room right now it's really good i've been meaning to read it for a while yeah but anyway that there have been other books like that too that's kind of just the example that's bringing to mind right now about just like putting myself in somebody else's shoes and particularly an immigrant and an immigrant who wasn't even in like a really dangerous life-threatening situation before she came here but still deserves to be here so that's like not something i had thought about a ton because i feel like the stories that you hear are more like the people who escaped really terrible conditions to be here so that was just a really interesting exercise in empathy yeah for me sure so there's a lot of works of art like that that i think make us think in a new way and definitely music, too. One, because it is such a community-building thing when you're making music with other people. And I think that building community is so important, like you were saying earlier. And, like, the 
that's how I've really gone through most of my life. That's where I found the people that I feel comfortable and safe with is the people that I've played music with. Yeah. Because I think coming together to create something beautiful and share it is just a really powerful experience. And even if you're not playing music in a community, too, I think listening to music is another mm-hmm. really interesting community builder. Yeah. When I think of the concerts I've been to, there's so much energy in the room and that's people so are true. so excited about the music that's being played and you don't know everyone in the room at all, but you're all responding in a similar way to the music that you're hearing, which is a right. really cool thing to be a part of. It's so cool. Yeah. That's so true. I think that can be a really unifying force. Yeah, I definitely think it can be as well. And I've I've had opportunities to go to some really amazing concerts this past year. I like kind of forgot about going to live concerts, which is weird because I'm a musician. <laughs> I should know how powerful live concerts are. I do know that on some level. But I was so used to just going to concerts that my friends were performing in, basically, because I have a lot of musical friends. So I've been to some concerts of musicians that I just genuinely like their music, and that's the only reason I went to the concert. So that has been a really exciting experience. And then even outside of... Yeah, yeah, I I think you're right. I think it is a community-building experience, because just experiencing something beautiful and like emotionally powerful in a group of people I think is a really amazing experience yeah and really can bring you closer and you feel closer to humanity I do anyway <laughs> right after for experiencing sure. that well, and I'm also thinking of like not just going to concerts but going to like shows um mm-hmm. like we <laughs> my family went to see Mamma Mia on stage at um a performing venue in St. Paul this summer, which is fun. And (laughs) this woman during intermission, like leaned over and touched and poked my mom on the shoulder and said, um, did I kick you during the show? I'm sorry (laughs) if I did, because I was just dancing so much. And I thought that was really funny. And I mean, it just like gets you talking to strangers performances like that. And you get so into it with other people. And I think that's just really exciting. Yeah. Well, I like what you said earlier about there just being a lot of energy Mm -hmm. at something like that. I think that's a big reason why these are such powerful experiences, because there's so much like shared positive energy. Yeah. Which like, I don't know, that's sort of unusual for a group of strangers to have so much shared energy around something positive right and yeah that's the other thing the energy is always just of like pure excitement and positivity right which is really cool and i can't think of a lot of other situations where strangers are participating in something like that i think music is really unique in its ability to do that and have that effect yeah and even when i'm just listening to some piece of music on my own or some song that just like really speaks to me. I feel so connected to humanity and to the earth and yeah. like everything around me. It's like a very transcendent experience. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. For sure. And I think the more we can get ourselves 
to look past our little tiny bubble of our own individual self and feel that connection to something greater, I think the more the more positive change is going to happen. Yes. Amen to that. So for our call to action this week, we want our listeners to share with us an action that they feel called to do right now that they think will create positive change. And it could be something creative or not, whatever, but something that you're, <laughs> you're called to do that you think will have an impact either just on you or other people in your community. I think you can take really small actions that have a lot of big impacts. And we always need a little bit more positivity and love in the world. So please share with us how you're spreading that love. Right. Or if you're particularly affected or moved by someone else's creative work. Mm, yes. What are you inspired by? Share it so we can check it out, too. Yes. And the way you can share that with us is you can email us. Our email is socks at gmail.com. Or you can get in touch with us on social media. So on Instagram and Facebook, we are at Never Wear Boring Socks and on Twitter at No Boring Socks. So please get in touch with us. We would love to hear from you. Do you have a quote for us today, Anna? I do have a quote. So this quote is from Loris Malagusi, and he says, Our task regarding creativity is to help children climb their own mountains as high as possible. No one can do more. Wow. Yeah. I like that. I know. I thought that was really cool. And this isn't necessarily something that we talked about a lot on this episode, but I like this idea of inspiring. I like how he talks about children, and I think... It's this Mm -hmm. idea of, like, crossing over generations with your art and inspiring the people that are going to come after you. Because I think art is something that's a way to, like, live on through things. Your art can always kind of stick around, even if you don't. And I think it's really cool that new children are going to get to interact with that. And I also think it's really, it really speaks to this idea of art can help individuals through their own difficult situations just by spreading i think going back to the thing that we were talking about just by making them feel something which is really really cool yeah this also speaks to the need to support arts education yes which i am very passionate about so go support your local music school or art teacher thank them etc that's all i have to say right now Yes. (laughs) Breach. Thank you so much for listening this week. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And if you feel so inclined, leave us a rating or review. Subscribers and reviews help us a lot in spreading our podcast and sharing it with others. We so appreciate our creative souls that are already listening, and we want to expand our community and find more of you. For show notes and links to anything we mentioned on the episode today, you can go to mariacatherine.com slash podcast slash 041. And Catherine is spelled K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E. 
Many thanks to our audio editor, Ben Ramsey, the Cheese Beast, and to him and Martha Barnard for helping us compose our wonderful music. And until next week, never wear boring socks.